Welcome to another episode of Soul Velocity. My name is Nehal Singh. And as we all know, we are doing a series and celebrating women. March 8th, we launched a book, Gifts of the Universe Through Women Who Lead. It has been hitting bestsellers in multiple countries and multiple uh, categories. But the beauty about the book is not just that, it is about 24 different women who never knew each other come together and share their stories. Stories that would inspire you, stories that would give you hope, stories that would just make you feel connected with someone just like you. And that is the power of a book holds. Helen Keller once said, life is either a daring adventure or nothing at all. Today with the guests that I have with you is someone who is amazing, amazing, amazing woman to not only have conversations with someone who has lived her life to her fullest as well. I'm talking about Sanya Raj, who is a certified laughter leader, happiness coach, fashion enthusiast, international host, and a mother of two. First of all, Sanya, thank you so much for being here and being with us today and sharing your story and being a part of, uh, you know, Gifts of the Universe. There's so many reasons that, you know, I can just say thank you, thank you, thank you to you for being here today. Uh, whatever I just shared is just your titles. Tell us a little bit more about who you really, really are. Thank you, Snehal, for <clears throat> such a hearty introduction to me. And uh, I'm so grateful that you called me here today and um, just simply to just chat with you and uh, get inspired by, uh, you know, women like you has always been my mission. And uh, the fact that I came together and uh, wanted to, you know, celebrate womanhood along with all those 24 women uh, that you're talking about uh, was also very um, challenging for me in terms of that. That's how I believe. I believe in women empowerment. And I thought this was so f fantastic way to step in and uh, raise the bars. And so, so that's why I joined the group and the gang with all of you wonderful women. Thank you. Thank you for saying that, Sanya. It means a lot, uh, you know, especially coming from you. I Tell us a little bit more about what is your story? Uh, where did you start? My story, actually, you know, I whenever I look back, um, I never really thought that I would be sitting like this, talking about my story. But over the period of time when life moves on and some kind of wisdom steps into yourself, the wisdom of confidence, the wisdom of uh, who you are, you know, you get aligned with yourself and you realize that you are a unique piece sent by the heavens to this, you know, wonderful heavenly planet. And uh, what is the purpose of your life? You, you know, the, the bell starts ringing. And then you, you wonder that, will I be able to put an impact? Will I be able to uh, caress other human beings with just being yourself and inspire others? And over the period of time when I have been uh, playing my cards and uh, recognizing my suits and in different situations, playing different suits, understanding when to step up, when to step down, all those small, small things which definitely make day-to-day -day life much more qualityful. I thought that definitely I would like to share a bit from my story to the others so that I can somehow, one person, two person, 100 people, they could just relate with me and uh, make some changes and maybe they can feel 
that change has given them some, some kind of impact in their lives. And that really gives me a kick. So if I go back to my story, I, I would say that my story as a leader, I would say I learned my leadership while I was practicing my motherhood. I learned my leadership while I was practicing my entrepreneurship. And uh, while I was a student, while I was a learner, I was preparing myself to become leader of my life, of my story. And uh, I remember when I was a little girl and uh, my, you know, always, I come from India, of course, as you know. And uh, when my mother said that you're different, I always wondered what is that being different? Uh, because I never understood uh, that statement. That statement gave me a kind of an, uh, a, a kind of a, you know, I, I felt like a tweak in my, soul and I said that what is this difference that I create is it for making myself comfortable or uncomfortable and I felt uncomfortable with that thought and I remember hearing few words like you don't know you know you laugh a lot you speak a lot you should calm yourself down all that stuff I started to feel that what's wrong with me you know is there anything wrong with me the feeling of not being good enough in a set situation was crippling inside me and, and I remember, but I nothing, there was nothing specifically which happened that I can say some drama, nothing, but there was some kind of a insensitivity that I felt all the time in my you know, surroundings. Um, and I don't think anybody really wanted to make me uh, you know, uncomfortable, but there was constant insensitivity that I was feeling. And I was, it was not making me connect. It was making me disconnect with me and my surroundings. And so I call myself a misfit. Wherever I went, I thought that I'm not, this is not for me, you know, but there's something else. So that kind of something else and something else went on that child, you know, that kind of um, uh, thought process that kept going bigger and bigger inside me. And I had to shift to Sweden. And uh, I remember the saga of misfit I've written, it just continued for a very long time where wherever I went and they said, oh, you're not emotionally fit or you, why don't you get somebody else to you know, do this? I think you can wait here right now. And that kind of things, it really made me a kind of a, a, a very soulful rebel person. I needed to get connected with, from, with myself. That was a kind of a um, agenda I made in myself that I, whenever I prayed in India, you know that mothers teach you to pray. So the only prayer I remember doing all my life is that, that the purpose I'm here for, allow me to connect with that purpose. That's all I've said. I've never asked anything else. I've never, I don't, I've never really wanted anything in my life, but just to connect with myself. And I remember during my motherhood days when I had to, you know, teach my children the value systems and the thought processes, I remember that was my time for connecting by myself, you know, while I was giving, you know, talks to my kids, conversations with my kids. I remember while I was connecting with them, I was connecting with myself. They were almost like my, uh, you know, mirror image. And a uh, lot of times when my son could not speak, I could almost cry and have tears in my eyes. And I said that you're fine. It's all right that you can't speak. It's all right because I could not speak. I could not communicate. So every time they had some kind of a hiccup, I could relate with them. So I started to have a kind of a compassionate, uh, without 
you know, consciousness. I was very compassionate to my kids. I could just understand everything. And I remember my daughter telling me, I never even have to tell anything to you. You know it. It's amazing, mom. And that kind of thoughts that uh, she installed in me, that connectivity, what is connectivity? You don't even have to blink an eye. You know it. And I, I found that connectivity with my kids because that's what I was seeking outside. And before seeking, what I realized, I have to give first to get something. So without what I realized that what I was seeking outside, I had to actually give that out connectivity so that I can receive that connectivity. And I practiced that with my kids. So, so my formula became, my mantra became in my life that, um, you know, that if the art of receiving is when you give, you know, because in the giving, there is a receiving. Receiving. Uh, so I really, really, uh, you know, this is a small, and I remember there's so many small, small things you learn in your life, which are, which are small, but they're very impactful. And they give you, they give you towards, they lead you towards that peace that you're looking for, uh, that um, uh, you're looking for harmony inside you. And it's, they're leading you, very small things. No big steps required in life. That's what I realized that very, very, I've got a studio in my house, a little corner today. And I make my, you know, I, 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 the whole world I'm connected to from that small studio. I really don't have millions of yards in my office, you know. But that's what I realized that you don't need so much. You don't need so much to create a big impact. That's what I learned. Wow, that, that's quite a journey that you took us through, Sonia, right now. The few interesting things that you said, one was, which I feel I connect with, and that is being a leader for self, you know, uh, it's not about being a leader just because you're working or you're associated or you have a role where you got to lead, but just initiating from that space of, understanding that I'm a leader of my own life. So that is, that's one thing that I connected with so much. And at the same time, you also spoke about the calling. It's about finding out what is it that, um, you know, that I'm here for and reconnecting with who I am. And I think that's the journey that many of us struggle with. Because sometimes there's so much confusion about, okay, so am I supposed to look at my own self or am I supposed to serve? And if I'm serving, then, you know, how does that balance come in? And in, in those questions somewhere, the living a purposeful life just moves away from the goal. And it is so much in synchronization with what you're saying and what the book is all about, because it's all about what is the gift that you have got from the universe that you're sharing with the world. And I think one of the beauty, beautiful statements you made was, in giving is receiving. And it needs a lot of humbleness uh, to, to, you know, even receive and reconnect and so on. So tell me this. If you had to tell me one thing, one thing about you that you felt changed when you became a mother, what would that be? Yeah, actually, when I became mother for my first kid, um, and that was very magical moment for me. It's really not a cliche. That's the experience I got. Uh, I was almost uh, like a kitten, you know, myself to have another kitten because I was very young when I had my my first child. And uh, but what it changed me was like it actually was a process of changing. 
it never happened uh, kind of a boom boom. It was like a very evolutionary process of wanting the change without even, it's a very effortless change. You just do it. It's so natural. You know, I've got a goose pimples. I would do it all over again. If I tell, if you tell me 10,000 times, I will do it. Nothing I want to change in my motherhood. Everything was perfect. And, and that kind of journey where there is, I mean, we always say life is not perfect, but my motherhood, my motherhood journey has been perfect journey because I, I always believe that these kids, you know, we say that the child is the father of the man. My children are, is my parents, you know, they're my parents. They treat me, they treat me with love. They treat me with respect. They treat me with exactly, you know, the way I am and they love me completely unconditionally. And so for me, the relationship with my kids, um, I just can't describe that feeling. And I don't know what I've done. Uh, it's just grace, uh, I can tell you. It's so much grace that you come across this connection. The whole life, it's so ironical, but it's so it's a blessing. All my life was looking for connections with myself. And I, I just got everything in the plate. But while I was working as a mother, I never expected anything. I realized that there was not an ounce of expectation that what my kids will be to me. I just wanted to be the best mother for them. With that, the resources I had, and I gave it all. I absolutely gave it all. Uh, I know uh, that I left everything to maintain my motherhood for my kids. I left everything. Uh, I literally left it, but not in the force of sacrifice. And I don't believe in this word. I, I, in the force of love, I wanted to do it. And it was my choice. So when I didn't go for a job, when I didn't go to my parents, when I didn't go to my friends, when I didn't go to parties, when I have not gone 20 years to see a film, it was my, I didn't want my kids to be uncomfortable in the theater with so much of sound. And my three years old kid will not want to be hearing so high sound. That's why I said, I'm not going to you know, go to a theater. And uh, so it was my choice. It was nothing that somebody was forcing me. And believe me, I'm getting fruits of those choices I made. I got beautiful kids. I love, love, love the way you put it across, Sanya, because that is so true. It is not just about making a choice, but taking the responsibility of that choice and not playing a victim, but being a victor in the choices that you have made. And I see that in your conversation. And that's where you, you actually lead by examples. It's, it's not that you know, uh, saying that I, I am sacrificing, but it's it's a choice that I'm making to do what I really, really do. And it comes from the space of love. And uh, as you said, there, then there is no ounce of expectation. Then it's just pure. It's not contaminated. The love is not contaminated. It remains in its purity form. That is such, such a beautiful thing that you're saying. And uh, more than that, Sanya, I think you have been able to break this information down for us in such a beautiful way that there are so many bits and pieces that you have shared, which connect, I think, with, with many. Now, there's another interesting side of who you are, and that is, um, you know, the meditation and mindfulness. So how did you, you know, you move into teaching this, not only living by it, but also teaching, uh, you know, this to others? How did that happen? Yeah, I mean, the, I always believed, you know, I remember when I was not connected, 
I was a child of God. You know, I believe that I was a I was a child who had grace because when I left my country, India, my home, and I came here, um, I was all alone. I started from scratch. My all education was dumped in the dustbin and I had to restart for good, probably. And uh, I'm an, like a pure optimistic person. I never would go for any other, but saying that everything is great. So I, I went in, I started my life again, and it was a joyful ride with all those hiccups. But what happens is when you have this nature of, uh, you know, that victorious nature within embedded inside your cells, you know, every cell in the body, sometimes you miscalculate your own tenacity. And probably that's what I did, you know, and I, I would never give up. I would never give up. I would have two, you know, hundred and two degrees fever, and I will go and sit and you know go to my office, and people will like, "Why are you here?" I was like, "No, I have to fix, and I have some clients, and I have to fix that." So I was like, that height of responsibility. My kids will never go to any nanny. I will make sure that they get food. Everything I had to do because that was the strong calling of sense of responsibility, and it was never about feeling guilty, but it was more of practicing responsibility and commitment. I never did anything on guilt. Uh, I left guilt long time back. Uh, I was guilty when I was a teenager. After that, I never was guilty for anything. And I have never got any regrets. All my failures have been my best teaching material for me. So there was, there's never been a, but somehow I, I miscalculated my mind, body, soul connection. And my, my mind was very, very powerful tool that God has given me. And I am a, uh, you know, I have a guru. I have all those uh, attributes in me that I believe that there's something more than me who's staring me. It's not just me and my body and my mind. There's something more powerful than me who, who is along with me, supporting me. I believe that. And uh, so for me to take a pause was very important. So I think when my guru came and just before his arrival, I was announced kind of a depressed in the body, nervous breakdown. And and I would never agree to it. I mean, my doctors were like told my partner that you'll have to settle her because she's not supposed to work. And, you know, it's, it's all that. And then finally, when my hands started trembling, because I would never give up, I said, no way, I have to continue. I have kids, I have my stuff going on. It will never end. And it's like, you don't have to end. You just have to take pause. And that was the thing I learned to take pause, you know. And uh, I, I could only take pause when I got into meditations and that side of life where I started to practice. I was attracted to spirituality. I started doing my, uh, you know, events very young, but that was a seeker in me, which allowed me, but I was in distance. But when this happened about, um, you know, when I turned myself down and my doctor said that you have to really take up a break and you're not, a, you know, you could feel like a goddess when somebody said that you really are a human <laughs> and you need to take a break and I, I I had to do it because my body stopped functioning and and then I realized that uh, the and because I'm an optimistic person I will never sit and victimize myself I will find solutions and I will make things happen and that's what I did I took a year off I put myself time I got a guru from India I was practicing every single day meditation with him and here I was back again and rolling, you know. I so, literally had goosebumps while you were talking about this because I can relate with what you're saying so much. And I, I think most of us entrepreneurs or 
uh, you know, especially solopreneurs who love to do everything by themselves, or even in general as women, we have a tendency of, you know, just taking responsibility most and not hitting that pause button when it's required and not even being aware or giving ourselves that, that freedom. And it's, again, it doesn't come from the place of I want to play a victim, but it's just that, you know, we're so solution oriented that we just want to keep doing. And it's so important to hit that, that, that pause button. It's not about stopping. And I, I literally had goosebumps when you were saying that, Sonia. I was like, okay, that's, that's, that is so true. It's not about stopping. It's just about taking a small break, a, a pause. And you very beautifully, you know, shared that. Uh, so what's next? What is Sanya looking forward to? Actually, Snail, to be honest with you, you, you cre- you, you're a kind of a uh, dream maker and, and meeting you has been a wonderful gift to me, actually. And uh, I really look forward to doing so many interesting things in life. And uh, it's just a beginning. I definitely say it's just a beginning of so much, so many new things. And uh, so I, the next would be for me, you know, uh, my book, which is going to be out, uh, you know, very soon one day. Um, I'm very inspired. And I would just give you all the thanks to you that I managed to even think that I can be a part of this trailing. <coughs> I'm so sorry. No, that's okay. <coughs> and, um, So I think you you have given me wings to fly and even, you know, kind of uh, realizing that, my God, I have to get my story out. And I'm going to do that soon. That's, that's, that's just you being absolutely nice here, but it's your story. And I definitely believe that, you know, your story has to see the light. And I'm, I'm in a way, very, very, very excited to see what more is coming out in that book. Uh, but before we go and before we, uh, you know, close... If you had to give one tip or advice to all the listeners, whether it's men or women, what would you say? I would say, you know, that what I have done in my life, I've always believed, you know, very simple things I believed in. One is whenever, you know, when the goings get tough, when tough gets going, it's never about you know, what you're doing, you know, what you get in your life. It's what you do with what you get in your life. So be, rather than looking for resources out, be yourself a resourceful being so that you can make the most out of yourself. And that's what I've done all my life. So I would give these tips to people who are listening to me. Be that resourceful. That's so beautiful because it's always said that you never fail because you had less money or less time you generally fail only when you're not being resourceful. And that is so much in alignment with what you're talking about today. So Sanya, I'm just going to close this quickly, but I'm going to ask you my favorite question. And that is, what, what do you think your legacy should be? How do you want to be remembered when, you would, when you're not there? I would want to be remembered as a person. My son says to me, and I would want to be remembered like that that this woman never stopped learning and she was very kind. I love that. That is such a beautiful legacy to have. And guys, that was Sanya Raj for you. Sanya, if anybody wants to connect with you, how can they connect with you? 
Right. And I think I have that link that I had spoken. Uh, yes, I have added the link in the captions, guys. So you can just go ahead and uh, click on that link. Or the easiest way to find it is it's linktree forward slash Sanya Raj, R-A-A-J. And that's the link for you. Um, Sanya, anything that you want to say before we close? I would just say, Snehal, thank you so much. And I'm so grateful to be connected to you. Thanks a lot. The pleasure is equal. I feel exactly the same. And thank you, thank you, thank you, Sanya, for giving the most precious thing to all of us today. And that is your time. And guys, you have been listening to Sanya and her conversations. And I'm going to close very quickly. As you all know, we all are born abundant. All we need to do is claim that abundance by taking one step at a time. I'm going to leave you at that. And I will see you very, very, very soon. Take care, guys.